She can't find Mr. Bill Skarsgård. She keeps going deeper, 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 deeper. She finds Bill. She says, we got to go back. Bill, Bill tells her, no, we've got to go this way. The thing is that way. Long story short, Bill gets his fucking brains bashed in by a 12 foot tall demonic lady. Not the antagonist. He's not luring her down there. No. He's a victim. He is red herring. We knew that. We guessed that it would have been a twist if he wasn't. Surprise, right, sure. surprise. He's a red herring. Got it. Okay. We cut to California. You're on Midnight Local, the podcast from How to Drink, where we just talk about things. Movies. Uh, pop culture. Maybe some video games. That too. All the things. Things, the stuff and things. All of the stuff and the things on Midnight Local. Let's get to it. We're on Justin Long. Now, there's another horror movie with Justin Long in it called Jeepers Creepers. I don't think I like Justin Long horror movies. So I've never seen Jeepers Creepers. It's not smart. The poster doesn't look very smart. I will say about Barbarian, I love this poster. Yeah, it's a great like poster. A lot. Sure. Yeah. Good poster. Great key art. Jeepers Creepers, I, 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 I've come across it a lot in my research on this movie. Not interested. Not very good. Yeah. Anyway, Justin Long, he's driving down the Pacific Coast Highway looking like a bad ass, like a guy who is in control. We get a phone call. We find out he's being accused of doing some creepy shit on his TV show that he's running. He's not going to get yeah. picked up. In fact, his agents are going to drop him. In fact, he might go to jail. Right. So what I wrote down was, oh, good. Another tool. Even better. A rapist. Let's care about this guy's story. Well, we don't know that he's a rapist at first. There's a big there is. Some gray area between sex pest and rapist, right? Right. So, so honestly, I'm watching it at first. I'm like, okay, which way is this going to go? Right. Because right? it could go that he is somewhat blameless, but I'm not expecting it to, but it's, it could. Yeah. Right. So, so to tie into the earlier part, what I write down is this is Justin Long as AJ or creepy dude level two. AJ. What's AJ? That's his name. Oh, he's creepy dude level two. He's ranked up. We're up to level two creep. So level two creep. So I in the writing, I don't assume he's innocent because we've got creepy dude level one lingers in I your agree. room too long. Creepy dude level two talked you into sex you didn't want to have. Right. I agree. I agree. But I'm also always on the lookout for like, but this could be another in my brain. Just thinking in terms of like story structure, like we had one red herring who was the guy who was obviously the creep, but not. Now we have another red herring where the dude or the guy who might be the creep, but isn't. Right. And yeah. now maybe this is another red herring where the guy's actually being accused of the creep, but isn't. Yeah. I guess at this point in the story, I have no faith that the writer director is capable of having that conversation. Ooh, that's a little harsh. <laughs> Singe him. Okay. <laughs> true? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So he finds out his life is falling apart. He got to fly back to Detroit because he's got some properties over there that he's operating as an Airbnb. Oh, lo and behold, we're back at the house. Which 
cool tie-in. Uh, like, right. Uh, right, yeah. He's he's renting his house in Detroit. He's like, he's a Matthew Morrison type at this point, which too bad for Matthew Morrison. Now he falls in this category. All right, let me get you there. Who's Matthew Morrison? So we were so we spent a lot of time being like, okay, what level of canceled is this dude getting? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's put it on like a Harvey Weinstein needs to be canceled. Okay, Harvey, canceled. Canceled, yeah, right. But like, Epstein, canceled. Right, right. We've got big, big famous dudes. And <laughs> like Matthew Morrison flirted with uh he gets hired. So okay, okay. Matthew who the Morrison. fuck is Matthew right. Morrison? <laughs> you have to explain who this guy is. I can I'm gauging where I need to. I don't explain. even know what he's okay. from. Glee. Okay. M- the Glee, the teacher. Okay. And Glee. How do you have epi- a visual? No. How many episodes of Glee do you think I've seen? The but, number is less than zero. I know, but it was like a cultural moment, and maybe, maybe you not for me saw other things. No. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pull him up and see if you recognize him. This is actually I'm very interested. Ink blot tests, police, police. Uh, okay, so the only reason I'm bringing up Matthew Morrison, not a clue. Never seen that man in my life. Okay, not all right. Even, I've never seen this guy in my life. Okay, so the reason we went to him was like level of celebrity, and actually, you're proving my point here. You're very proving low level rather, of celebrity, right? Like to certain people, he's a celebrity. To certain people, you don't even recognize him. I think that's where we're supposed to think that Justin Long's character falls. Matthew Morrison. Well, he's got his first show, and it hasn't. He's getting picked up, so he's nobody. Oh, I see. I thought he'd had a couple of things. Maybe some people recognize him. I read it more like. Uh, did you watch Barry? Oh, yeah, I love Barry. I read it more like the, the girlfriend in Barry. Okay, like, all he's right. He's at that point in his career. Okay, interesting. He's not getting canceled having a ton of money. We know that. He's like, he's in yeah. trouble. This is a big problem. I thought he was driving on the PCH just like, I finally did it. I've arrived. My day has Right, come. okay. Woo! All right, all right. Oh, no, the rug's been pulled out from under me because I'm a super creep who forced myself on a woman. See, and I got, so I got to, I've got a little bit of fame. I haven't worked in a while. This show is really coming in at the right point. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's all gonna be it doesn't matter. Either it's way, fine. it's virtually the same thing. I just want to put it that he's pretty young. This part of the conversation in while, less interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so either way, it's he's not big enough that he can just like retire into the distance, Fuck, keep no. his house and be fine. No, he can't do that. He's gotta go back to Detroit. Yeah, he's gotta go back to Detroit. He's gotta figure out what's up with these Airbnbs. That's right. He's gotta sell them off and try to make some cash. That's right. So what does he do? He goes back there, he meets an old pal, tells his old pal she needed a little convincing. He's a persistent dude. I'm a persistent dude. Needed a little convincing, but right. she was there. She was she down. Was, she was down. She was way down. Well, and then if, he calls her against the advice of his lawyers. Lawyers, as yeah. one is want to do when they're blackout drunk. Right, exactly. Like, he's blackout. He pukes in the morning. All that. All of that. Yeah. By the way, he pukes in a toilet. Yeah. Where do you puke? I mean, when I I made it to a toilet. Are you a bowl person? A bull person. Yeah, like my my Mrs. Had a Drink needs to have a garbage can for throwing up in when she thinks she's going to throw up. Really? She's not going to make it to the toilet, apparently. I'll put one by the bed, but I usually will make it to the toilet. I've never not made it. Oh, okay. I've put a garbage can Or at can least by to a bed. window or something. Yeah. Yeah. A window. Something. Well, if I was driving, you know, I'm going to get out of the car. I'm not. Have you ever thrown up from being too drunk or waking up? <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown up from being too drunk at work. <laughs> Are you nuts? And you made it to, yeah. So then I then, just say, excuse me. And I get up and I walk to the bathroom and yeah. I vomit. Yeah. I think it's like he woke up in the morning. He was Total too drunk. So your wife found it unbelievable that he made it to the toilet. No, not unreal. I'm just asking you about puke. This is nothing. In the scenario that he is in, 100% I'm in the toilet. You're making it to the toilet. You're going to the, yeah. por- you're bound down to the gods of porcelain. Yeah, you're hugging, you're hugging the bowl. Hugging the bowl. Porcelain temple. Yeah. Kowtowing to the toilet. Right. He woke up. He tried to have a little breakfast. Didn't go so well. Didn't he made it so to well. the toilet. Made it to the toilet. Yeah. We're way deep into the poop, the puke here. <laughs> so he throws up. And I think that's just telling you like he was drunk enough to call this Sure. Girl. He starts. Yeah. I mean, it's actually it's a meaningless scene, really. We don't need it at all. We knew he was drunk. We could see that he was drunk before. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He was. He's hung over. He's got his tape measure. He's going around the house. He finds the secret tunnel in the basement and thinks... Oh, my God, there's more square footage here, right. which well, I honestly love. This is why I think everyone who's like, this movie is fun. This movie is great. Like This scene carries so much weight for this movie. I think you're right. This is the reason this movie is fun, because no other part of this movie is fun at all. Fun! <laughs> this is it. This is the only fun part of the movie. It's 
How it's long there. is the scene? Should we see how long makes this movie fun? No, nah, it's Let's like say seven. two minutes. It's more than that because All right, fine. he's down there for an inordinately long time. Yeah, I mean, like, great. He's measuring. It's funny. He's Googling. Hilarious. He finds the creeping fucking he's camera d- rape room and he thinks nothing of it. Right. Just measures, measures it and says, wow, footage that he finds the endless tunnels with the the horror cages and he keeps measuring and says wow look at all this square footage hilarious never mind the fact that it's not habitable footage because the ceilings are low which they need to be at least eight nine feet and there's no windows there's no fresh air source you can't use any of this maybe the trauma room you could put a bed in and make a make it make something oh, out of god but think, it, any further than that it's lost footage i agree Law, with you worthless worthless and not footage film footage like like square footage yeah footage. this is this is all a liability i'm thinking we're getting a structural engineer he doesn't know any of that though he doesn't know any of that <laughs> it's a drug tunnel at the very best i'm thinking drug tunnel but like in detroit a drug tunnel where canada yeah, to another place in detroit <laughs> i don't know actually drug tunnel makes a lot of sense it could also be from prohibition sure okay yeah yeah i think that maybe somebody makes a, um, a line about that about prohibition but i don't know oh i forget interesting tie-in to how to drink no this is not a how to drink affiliated show this is midnight local <laughs> you're on midnight local it's a completely separate operation so he um how do, he finds the, the the tape room the room with the tape and the right. mom so the the cages still la di da di da they don't send them back tape room now we've got a little bit of concern on we his got face. Some concern. and this is the deepest that we've gone as i the gotta audience. say too from a cinema like from a cinematography point of view i really liked the lavender purple TV glow pouring out of the TV, the tape room. I loved that. Well, good because the entire movie is hinging on that at this moment. Okay. okay. Right? Like, cool. It's cool. That's why we're still here. I don't know. So she's People down, love this movie. So, so that's not So true. he encounters, what shall we call her? Mama? They, they call her the mother. So she is called the mother uh, on IMDb or in, in the credits. She's called the mother. Uh, so the mother, we find the mother down there. She's uh, she's got this tape she's watching about breastfeeding. Apparently on a loop, we find out throughout the movie. That's all she watches. This so he tape. that's the tape that the that Frank who's Frank buys in the store. We don't know Frank yet. So this might be an interesting. I've been waiting for this question. Who is the barbarian? <sighs> Do you want the real answer? I want your answer. No one's the barbarian because the house is on Barbary Street and it's an inn. It's the Barbary Inn. You've outsmarted me once again. <laughs> and also the mother's the barbarian if you want to be technical. Oh, see, see, I said Frank is the barbarian. Yeah, but you have to know the roots of the word barbarian. The barbarian <laughs> is a term that the Romans came up with to describe languages they didn't understand because it all sounded like people going, bah. Bar, 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 And they said, oh, you're a fucking barbarian. I'm a Roman. I'm going to put a, I'm going to put a fucking short sword through your throat. So, I mean, that's all mom says in this movie is bar, 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 bar. I've converted my thinking. Sorry. No, I appreciate that. I think that's, that's a cool thing to know. Yeah. But I mean, like, I guess from a narrative perspective, who's the barbarian? Frank. Frank's a barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. She's a victim. He's the barbarian. She is a victim. Right. I, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to unpack yeah, sure. when we get to the end here, man. Sure. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I have a lot of thoughts on that. This is a movie with a lot to say. I don't think it's stuff that didn't need to be said, but I think that this movie made a mistake by saying it at the disservice of its moviness. I read an interview recently where he was basically like, I didn't have an outline. I was just taking it as it came. And look, I said something. And it's like, yeah, I feel I feel that, <laughs> you know, because a lot said. But boy, oh, boy, did you come on that by accident? You know, and this is a thought I had and I don't want to throw Zach under the bus here. But did this need to be said? Would a, would a woman have said this different? Oh, Yes. So on on Rotten Tomatoes, I've seen it a lot on Twitter, like women liking this movie. I was looking for any review on Rotten Tomatoes by a woman. There's nothing. So uh, I like uh, all I see on Twitter is like, this was really fun. Uh, uh, I don't think that there's a lot of women who spend their days reviewing on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like that's a man's game. I feel like that that's yeah. just basically these are reviews by incels. I just like ladies like could you've gotten through the first act? I really. Well, that's what I hear on Twitter, though. I swear, I'm seriously, though, like people interact with me about this stuff on Twitter. And this is what I look Did up. Anyone agree with you? Yeah, but they were dudes. But they were dudes like what I get from this movie is like basically I didn't really like Midsummer either. 
yeah, or Midsommar. That'd be one to go th- And through. I get like, basically like, but Greg, you don't understand it from a woman's perspective. And I'm like, okay, fine. I can understand that. Ladies, watch The Descent. Let's move on. Yeah, ladies, get up in that cave. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, we got, um, he's pukey, he's down in the pit. Uh, yeah, so eventually he's running down in these tunnels. He's running in these sure, tunnels. Great. Yeah, he's, and a, he's he, just a one-track mind. He's trying to get away from Mama, the mother. Oh, he's also, but he's not unscared. He's armed himself with a knife. Yeah, he goes up and gets that knife. Yeah, yeah he puts, a, he, they've got the like quick cuts, puts the knife sure. in his thing. and there you go. Speaking of quick cuts, this movie is a love letter to Sam Raimi. Well, they say that. So I guess oh, who said he that? said, he said, oh, I was like, I the visually, it. it really is. So in the basement were Sam Raimi, in the top were uh, David Lynch. That's what he thinks oh, of himself. Oh, wow. So, that's some highfalutin shit. <laughs> Thank you. Because I was like, okay, bro. But also, like, <laughs> but I didn't get the Sam Raimi. I didn't really catch the Lynch. Yeah. So I, let me so, confirm that that's who he thinks he is. So no, first we've and got, Psycho is say, huge in this audition. movie. Because I'd say Fincher. You, are you familiar with Audition, I Japanese never, film? I never saw it. We should put that on the list as well. I saw it briefly at film camp for New York Film Academy at Disney. Uh, it was a lovely experience. But so he'd say Audition and Psycho are his like spiritual ancestors for no, this movie. Psycho is huge in this movie because of the- is it. I have thoughts on that, yes. But basically, the thing about Psycho that this movie has is the protagonist swap. But it undermines it. And I have a theory about that. I have a theory about the whole way this movie was written that I don't want to unveil just yet. Stay tuned out there on Midnight Local because I'm telling you, I have a whole theory about how this movie came together. And then that makes a lot of sense. So he's that actually reinforces my whole that reinforces everything I'm about to drop on you if you make it to the end of the episode. I'm very excited for you. I'm super excited. For <laughs> so he's Fincher upstairs and Raimi downstairs. Somebody like because he has like a very um, I don't know. I definitely don't. I don't get David Lynch upstairs at all. No Fincher. He's Fincher upstairs. Oh, he said that. He says, but in terms of tone, our rules was. Fincher upstairs, Raimi downstairs. I called it before you said it. I said Fincher upstairs. Fuck yeah. Film school, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. School of visual arts. People always tell you film school is a waste of money and time. That's not true. My whole career is dedicated to it. I did great by way of film school. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. We, we are We here. are doing great because of yeah, film school. Exactly. My whole career before this because of film school. Thank you, film school. Also, because I made friends with somebody at film school who graduated ahead of me and was very much more successful than me. Also, when we went to gave N- me jobs, we went to SVA, which is a much more realistic environment than NYU or UCLA. Yeah, NYU. Everyone thinks they're going to be a director. SVA, you're just like maybe I'll have a job. Well, care, fair, fair point though. I kept asking all of my teachers, "Hey, hey, hey, do you think I should stay in the director's concentration?" And all of them would say to me. Well, what do you want to do when you get out of school? And I would say, well, I'd like to direct. And then they would say, then, yes, you should stay in the director's concentration. And then I would say, but what am I going to do for a living? And then they would just look at me blankly. (laughs) 
And I said, please, please let us have a producer's track because no one's producing these movies, but I am, but I can't get any credit for it. So I still have to direct a movie. Yep. Absolutely. And that's how we ended up with the musical Boy Meets and Girl. Weirdly, I think I'm the reason that there was a sound designer's track as well. And then everybody was No, expect- there was one. There wasn't. There, no. There wasn't. Corey did it. Af- and it was all created after I did but your But Chris sounds. Newman was like, but you did it. I No, I didn't. What happened was I sound designed yours and Sean's movies, and then they announced the sound designer's track. Could be used. And then they announced what the requirements were for it. And I said, that is unrealistic. Nobody could do that. Cause you had to do like sound design and sound production on three separate thesis films. And I was like the way thesis films are produced, it's fucking impossible. I did two and there's no way you could do three. Right. Cause, cause the editors everybody shoots two. at the same time. Right. It's not possible for you to do that. And so I, I, everybody was like, everybody at the school was like, but Greg, don't you want to be a sound designer? Why don't you do that? And I was like, because you fucked up and you didn't ask me how to make that program. So you, you graduated with an editor's director. with a director's track. So, did yeah. I yeah but I produced everybody's movie that yeah, you year. were a big anyone could be down there I was just like oh you need someone to call and organize shit I got you they wouldn't do it because they had to partner with a business school and I was like great partner with a fucking business oh, school alright so we got Justin Long he falls into a cage he meets Tess we find out Tess isn't dead she's still alive she's been in a cage here for probably weeks living with mother she confirms weeks at some point but what is she eating She's feeding her milk. That's it. Well, you Tess looks pretty good survive. for living on milk in have the dark seen, for a few weeks. Have you seen Naked and yeah, she does? She does look good for that. Have you seen Naked and Afraid? Yeah, they get like one meal on that show. She's in, in that days. cage. Where is she going to the bathroom? Oh, oh like in the corner. Where, what is she using for toilet paper? Nothing. Her asshole. How does she walk? Real itchy. Her asshole's on fire. <laughs> she's just like bleeding. If she's just like sitting in shit. Right, like so. How does she get do anything throughout the rest of this movie? There's a deleted scene I found very interesting, but uh, so we're not quite there yet. But I, I let's let's so first first we got this flashback. Yeah, we go back to the eighties or seventies. Real. So we've gone we've gone we've gone to uh, uh, a four by three sort of format as opposed to. Oh, does it change format? Oh, it does. Yeah, we do. We're yeah. So there we go. Boom. I didn't even notice that. You know why I didn't notice that? I um when I watch movies upstairs, I'm watching on a projector, mm. and like I don't you watch really... a projector at the house. Yeah, but I don't I have like notice. a frame, so like when it changes perspective or or frame aspect mm. ratio, I'm less likely to notice, particularly if I've had a drink or two. Yeah, sure. So I well, so I'll, I've also had I've also had the uh, added advantage of watching this movie twice, yeah. and I did not catch that the first time. I caught it the second time, the theater, or rather, yeah. also my wife caught it, not me. So uh, a lot of my more smart opinions probably come from her so we got this character frank he's back in the 80s i don't really remember how we find out his name he goes to some kind of a bulk store hardware store and Hirsch, he's yeah he's buying diapers he's buying we don't see his face he buys a video he buys a vhs of you see his face well very little of it okay. very purposely yeah he buys the breastfeeding it. vhs he buys buys right. things he needs for his torture chamber, and we're supposed to know that. And the but house they is the look house. very sort of light. Yeah, we sure. we, we get we we know what we're doing. It is very clear. well. The lady who helps him though, she's like, "What hospital are you giving birth at?" And he's like, "Home birth." And she's yeah. just like, "Oh, bless your heart." Like yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's on board with we all noticed of this. That as well. Yes. How can I help you? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Again, the mother or the whore. How can I help whoa, you? Whoa, 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 whoa! The mother or the whore? Wait a second. That's a trope. Like that is like women are are like. Yeah, it's biblical. You're the mother or you're the whore. Right. You're Mary or Mary. Mary. Oh, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene or, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't have a Bible-y upbringing. So yeah. We were all about Lilith. <laughs> <laughs> She's both. <laughs> there you go. So it's obviously the same neighborhood. We have that quick interaction with the guy who's like, well, you, this town's going to shit. You're going to move out? And he's like, no, man, I'm staying here forever. Okay. And then he goes and he goes to the shop and he buys the things he needs for his women in the torture chamber. And he goes on home. This is a quick thing. This is like a production aside. This is just like that thing with the uh, with the the tripod. One of the things about using classic cars in period pieces is that they're classic cars. They're not in great shape. If you did you notice the shape of his brand new like whatever <laughs> oh, car? I mean, See, it's, I thought he was kind of a wreck, so I bought it. It's uh, a newer car for the time period. Yeah. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's wrecked. It's the same thing like when you see castles in like fantasy movies, but they sure. they base them on what they look like now. 
That's not what they looked like. Cars and movie are going to probably remain your territory because I that that did not strike me at all. Also, it's very like, gendered of you. Here's what I yeah, <laughs> it is. Here's what I would have chalked it up to. I would have chalked it up to this guy is not taking care of shit. He has one track mind. His one track mind is uh, keeping women in the basement. His daughters in the basement. Abducted women and their daughters. Well, but then it also implies. So it implies that he also then sleeps with his daughters and. Re- oh yeah, absolutely. So Frank puts on a workman's uniform. He shows up. He claims. claims to be from the DPW or whatever it is, Department of Public Works. I got to check the thing. And then what does he do? He just immediately lets himself in and unlocks the window and leaves. This is a thing that I've been taught to be afraid of my entire life. Like his intention is to open a window, leave it unlocked so he can gain entry later. But I wonder how much that really happened. Well, I worked in an office once where actually a worker came in to look at a uh, radiator and walked out with a computer. So. Whoa. It happens, but... Well, wait, taking a computer is a little different than leaving a window open to come back and kill It is, you. yeah. It, it is, is Slightly different. different. But uh, this is something that I was taught to be afraid of as a woman yeah. who grew up in a house with only other women. Sure. Did you uh, ever know anybody that this happened no. to? No. <laughs> okay. Just curious. I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah. So we go back to his house. It's a little bit in disarray. We are very now. It's really clear this is the same house. Some We're nowhere great else. Set design, yeah, right. Like, yeah, there's some great set design. Oh yeah, there. we get to see it before it was updated. He's yeah, got these it's wonderful. Stupid shelves that are covered in clutter, some weird wood paneling, not so nice wallpaper, an old tube screen, some buckets, a little hi-fi system over here. So now we come back to the cage, and actually, I don't think she was in there before. I think we just dropped Justin Long into that cage before, and we cut back to the past. Now we're back in the cage. Justin Long is down in there with Tess. Modern day, Tess is telling him, you gotta chill the fuck out, man. Mm -hmm. If you don't chill the fuck out, that's when she kills people. She gets upset. She kills people. You gotta chill the fuck out. And uh, I've been down here for weeks. When she gives you the milk, you gotta take the milk. You gotta take the milk. And here comes this gross antique baby bottle from this thing handing it down through the cage just eight foot tall like hairs on it demon hairy greasy hairy baby bottle old school got to make your own hole in the nipple you know about that nope oh you didn't know that back in the day back in the 80s baby bottle nipples didn't have holes in them you had to take them put a pin in it that makes sense a few pins maybe maybe like something like auger did you you switch it out did you switch out the thing sure you'd reuse them yeah okay you still reuse them you'll find out about that Baby bottle nipples are not disposable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Okay, good. But it looks like this one was like stretched over a bottle, then they squeeze the milk into it, and then you cut a hole, and no, like a nipple. No, you you put a hole in it, and you stretch it over the bottle, and that's it. Yeah, okay, Okay, got it. Yeah, so anyway, it's there. Here it is. We got her trying to feed him, and I think it's pretty obvious that this is a lady who lives in a pit forever. Yeah, where she that. get where she get that milk from? Oh no, she goes out. We know we learn later. We learn later, but at this right. point in the movie, all I'm thinking about is where that milk from. <laughs> <laughs> didn't cross my mind. Didn't I, cross yeah, your mind? I didn't. Honestly, you're down in a pit, and the <laughs> demon woman is trying to stick this nipple yeah, in your you're mouth. Right. You are your right. life depends on it, and you're not questioning. All right, maybe I could, but where did the milk come from? No, you're right. <laughs> you, you are right. It crossed my mind. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it crossed my mind. My mind was crossed. My mind is just like survival at this point. But yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, if it was like greasy old curds of milk from 1983, you're going to eat it. If I haven't eaten it? in three days, <sighs> and I Baby. think like maybe this buys me another day. Yeah, I, oh, I, I think know. I could get there. And we got Tessa's willing to accept the milk. She, well, she's been down there for weeks. She's This is her only line of survival right, at this point. Right, but not Justin Long. Justin Long can't accept it. No, because he's, this is still an unbelievable, like, so I think the parallels are well. Also, Frank is creepy guy level three. Level three creep. Yeah, I got to point fair that enough. out. Yeah, it's a pyramid of creeps. It. Right. So I and I do think that's purposeful. It's a creepamid. Yeah. Right. So Justin, Justin has has yet to understand that there are consequences in this world, and so him not drinking out of the bottle, oh. he still can't quite imagine consequences. Okay, I have a different theory on that. Okay, go ahead. I think that. This is this is a very heady theory that I want to unveil later. Can we hold off on this? Sure. Let's hold off on this. This all goes into my entire thesis about what this movie's really about. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, so now we've got, we get it now, right? Like, mom's down here. Mama, she's down here in the pit. She's got nothing but this VHS about how breastfeeding soothes both the mother and the baby. It's so important to breastfeed. Uh, I don't know how big breastfeeding was in the 80s, by the way, when this tape is from. Tess, still looking pretty good. Honestly, after being down here in the pit for weeks and weeks and weeks, she ain't looking too bad. Yeah, her uh, shirt doesn't, yeah. yeah she's she's a little shirt. filthy, you know. Her hair looks a little wet. She's still wearing some makeup. <laughs> Uh, and she is trying to escape now that Justin Long has uh, fucked up. She, she finally gets, breaks the window. She finally breaks the window. It takes her three goddamn weeks to break that yeah. fucking pane and of now, glass. And now this guy hanging out outside, he's not so scary anymore. Not so scary anymore. What do you call him? Creep Prime. He only looks like a creep, but he's not. See, I never, it never occurred to me to call him a creep. Not me either. Yeah. Tess was obviously being uh, unfair. No, yeah, it's right. And she understands that now. He's a lifeline at this point. Yeah. He's the only lifeline she has. Exactly, exactly. She misjudged this fella. He gets her out, this uh, street person. We'll call him a street person. Yeah, he He's is. an unhoused individual. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's the right terminology. And uh, he explains we got to get back to the, to the fucking- She comes out at night. She comes out at night, but she won't go down by the water tower. But also, what's Tess saying at this point? I don't remember. What is she saying? I have to save this guy. I gotta He's save in this there. Guy. It's not fair. She, and Okay, so here's- She doesn't know him. She doesn't know he's a piece of shit. She doesn't know. But again- she, how'd she get down there in the first place? I don't know. Some dude was like, we oh, have yeah. to go down there. She's not judging her actions. Get the fuck out, honey. Well, how are you going to save that guy on your own? You got to go get some help. Doesn't she try to go get the cops at this that's, point? And so that's what we're getting to. Yeah. So she does, actually. She the tries to go get the move, cops. Yes. And she tells the cops something that is, frankly, unbelievable. And she looks not great. Right. And so I really wish... That the film had set this up to be more clearly like that the cops had probable cause, like they had to respond. But instead, they set it up in a situation here where the cops had every reason not to respond. Well, they do go with her back to the house. Yeah. And they sort of like don't see what she's talking about. Right. And then they get another call. That is an active, like an active thing that they have to go to respond to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I wish they had made the cops bigger villains here, honestly. I mean, maybe they wanted it to be gray or whatever, but I kind of feel like this is trying to make the point of, see, nobody believes the victims. So after I've read his interview where he's basically like, didn't have an outline, we just kept shooting. It's like, oh, yeah, you didn't think about any of this. I guess that's true. So now you're bringing, now I know that you're bringing in these possibly interesting things to talk about without giving them any thought and fuck you. I think there's more to that story and I'm going to unpack it in a minute. All right. I, when we get to the you're end. You're just like keeping us on it. I have a lot razors to say about all right, all right. this movie. Right, all right. So she goes back into the pit because the cops won't help her. She's got to go back in and stave Justin Long. She's like, you don't know this guy. So while she's out there trying to get help, Justin Long is on his own. He's exploring. And that's how he finds Frank. That's when he finds Frank. Right. And we find Frank. Frank's got his own little apartment down here. Frank, the creeper, creep number three. Creep level three. Creep level three is still down here. And he's not looking so good. And he's just living in this bed. Watching tapes. Watching tapes of his horrific crimes. Yeah. And he's in this cave. And presumably, does he get out? No. Where does he eat from? Does Mama provide him with food and nourishment? Mama won't it's follow Justin Long right. into so Frank's no, place. No, there's no way she does. He has to go out. It's yeah. It it's, seems unlikely. It's I'm just eye rolling. It's just an eye roll. It's like, a creepy scene. It's just like a set piece that was designed to be in a horror movie without really much thought behind it. Is what I it feels like. I think it's also supposed to be a moment of Justin seeing these videos and being like, "I'm not that guy." Yeah, and also connecting the dots about what's going on here. Yes. But like, there's no way Frank could survive without going in and out, which is not something that he's doing, clearly. And so it's, again, like, let's set aside all level of disbelief to just be like, fine. And I think the point that's trying to be made is like, creep level two has to confront creep level three and is like, see? Right. Yeah, I'm not as bad. I am better. I am a good man. That's a bad man. Any man worse than me is bad and I am good. I also think that like when we talk about this, like we're talking about suspension of disbelief, like how could this be? And the response I know people are, if anybody's listening is, I know that the response that people are having is like, but you're not supposed to even worry about that. You're supposed to accept it at face value and just go with what the movie is saying. Right. I'm not capable. Right. I do my best. Did we miss the pa- the forced breastfeeding at this point? No, that's that's behind us. We already did forced breastfeeding. Okay. So yeah. 
we should probably address that. What about it? So that scene is men can be raped too. Yeah, I guess so. This is how sex is disgusting. But wait a second, Meredith. Mm. Are you sexualizing breasts and breastfeeding? I mean, yeah. Breasts are sexy. Oh, well, I thought we weren't supposed to sexualize that and that that's a thing that we impose on other people. But like the movie is like making the point that this thing that is hot is this is how it's gross. This is what it feels like to make something that is presumed not gross, gross. Okay. I didn't really get that. It's torturous. He's being tortured. He doesn't want to. He is being tortured. But I got that it was just kind of in service of the idea that like that's all she knows. I think there's a lot of conversation about how could men possibly be raped? I thought that this scene was trying yeah. to address that. Okay. I can go with that. Yeah. I mean, like, I this is it. horrific. Nobody wants to do this. It's being right. forced upon you. Yeah. So Eat the deleted scene that I read, which I'm glad is deleted because would have detracted from any message that was trying to come across is that she eats a rat and bird feeds it to him. Holy shit. <laughs> I wish that was in the movie. You do wish it was in the movie. <laughs> well, I would have been entertaining. <laughs> Sure, but like I was, I want to be very clear. By this point in the movie, I am painfully unentertained. If right. she had eaten a fucking rat and fucking puked it into his mouth, I would have been like renewed. Like, all right, let's go. Where the <laughs> hell is this going? This just went way off the rails. I am into this. Well, then you're just wanting to see him tortured. Well, so I guess he was down to do it. I don't know why it ended up getting cut, but it got cut. <laughs> That's awesome. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Never I, second guess your instincts, man. Put the puke of the the rat puke into the movie. <laughs> he took it out because he was worried that if he left it in the script, Justin Long wouldn't have taken the part. You let Justin tell you that. Right. So just, I, I think the scene needs addressing. We addressed it. Now he, he makes it into the basement with Frank, realizes Frank is creep level three. Frank kills himself, though. And kills himself. You think he's going to shoot Justin? He does it. Yeah, I know. He kills himself. What's going on there? I don't even know what to make of that. Well, maybe he does it. He can't get any milk anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Is he not strong enough to get himself oh. out of the basement anymore? Oh, wait. Wait a minute. Doesn't Justin say to him, he sees the tapes he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, he does. This is this is the movie saying, see, fellas, if you just call each other out. Oh, God, I hope not. That's what it is. And then Frank immediately can't cope with being called out by a guy and kills himself. I don't. Undoes. It undoes his evilness on the spot. If that is what this is, then I hate this movie. More <laughs> I think it is because we can, I can't find any, I mean, he's kill in, yourself. He's all, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know. You're right in the scene. You're like, this guy is in pain. He's in bed. He's got nothing to eat. Well, now he's caught. Someone knows his secret can pre- like if Justin Long gets out of the house, he can get the cops to go down there. But he doesn't need to because Frank's got a gun. He could shoot him. Frank could shoot him right there. Also true. So that's not necessary. It's, it's, I think that, you know, maybe you're just writing and you're like, I don't know. I got to get out of this scene. This dude's in pain. I guess he's like, uh, yeah, I guess maybe he kills himself or, or it's what I said, which is he's been called out. He's been called out. And now his paper tiger, his, his hideous monstrosity comes crashing down on him. And he was called out by another man. If only another man had called him out beforehand. I didn't think this movie could get worse for me. And like, yeah, twice, twice now tonight, you've made it worse. <laughs> What's the first one? Oh, uh, well, that he could have gone home. He lived in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. This is the shit that I see. People ask me, why do you hate every movie? This is why. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All these people. <laughs> All right. So Frank, Frank's dead. We're dead with Frank. Frank is dead. It's nighttime. Tess is at the, the gas station. Frank is dead. She gets the cops. The, yeah, the she's cops. finally doing something to help herself. She cops come back. The cops say, get in the fuck out of here, baby. They were getting you the fuck out. Crack. We're getting out of here. Yeah, exactly. And I mean. That's I, believable. Look, like the cops, the cops are generally villains. I'm with you. However. Given the confines of which legal apparatus we operate in, they probably in that situation could not even enter that house. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I think they don't. Again, the point he's trying to make is unsuccessful. Counterpoint. If she had only said to them, I was walking down the street and smelt marijuana. The cops would have the cops would have no knocked that door and shot everyone inside. Let me show you my Airbnb reservation. This is who I am. I've been stuck in this basement right. for three weeks now. Yep. Maybe, but right. 
They won't even listen to her. That's frustrating. That's the point. Also, we got to go back. We were talking about no Frank's. Tea. Yeah, I was to say we were we were talking about Frank's uh, tapes. Boy, oh boy, we got Hannah. What's bad nose bleeder? <laughs> bad nose bleeder. Redhead homeless. Chelsea Ruth won't, won't stop, stop crying. crying. Cab driver. Stephanie. Horrific. It's horrific. Creep level 10. He's a 10. He's a 10. He's the creep of the creeps. He's, I don't know, he might be worse than Epstein. So she goes back. She's going to save Justin Long. She does. Does she get him? How does she get him out of the basement? She doesn't. She gets shot. No, that's right. Justin spots her and shoots Which her. Which was like, you can see it 10 miles away. He sure. got a gun. Sure. She's running into a dark basement. Absolutely. I appreciate that the pop was just a pop instead of a bang, but like she gets shot. I don't. You know, you ever fired a gun indoors no. in a hallway without ear protection? It should be a bang. Huh? Everybody should be deaf. Well, fuck everything in this movie then. Just so that we're clear. Everybody's deaf. I was trying to I give mean, it something. Fucking deaf. A handgun is not nearly as loud as a rifle for sure. But in that situation, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's just like, you know, she's going to get shot. She gets shot in the movie. She continues. So again, yeah. like who fucking cares? That sounded like a blank to me. But what do I know? There's I've no only fired 100 guns. reason for her to get shot again, though. Again, she gets shot. Oh, I guess the keys. Does someone else have the keys now? Because She still has gas in her fucking car and they're looking for a place to go for the night. That's right. She doesn't need to be there. He also has gas in his car now. Yeah, exactly. And, and instead they go to a water tower. Did and we hang lose out both the keys? Friends. Yeah, right. They still they both have cars. It's insane. Even if call you got triple A, even if you got in the car and locked yourself in and found a phone and called for help. Hey, I've been shot. The cops are going well, to respond. Okay, that. I guess at <laughs> the this cops point, will respond. She, she crashed her car into the. She she kneecaps the monster. She was getting away in the car. Okay, all right. Yeah. But then decides to hit the monster. She kneecaps mama. She kneecaps mama. That's true. That's true. She was trying the to mother. get away. Now we have care- two parts, and one of them is played by a man. <laughs> That's true. There's only two female. Well, there's three because there's also the director lady. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, sure, that's sure, true. Sure. We couldn't get a woman to play that part. No, we could not. Uh, Frank kills himself. Mom gets kneecapped. Oh, man. She is shot. Justin Long feels awful. He's going to try Just terrible. Now he realized, maybe I'm not a great guy. Maybe I'm a, I'm not a, I'm not a bad guy. Uh, he says, I'm a good guy who did a bad thing. All the people loving this movie. At what moment were you sitting there at this point in the movie saying, wow, this movie was different. This is surprising. Just screams it. No, no, con- no subtext. If your subtext becomes text, it's not subtext. So we're at the water tower uh, and we've got <laughs> mea culpa. I'm a bad guy. Blah, I'm, blah, I'm not blah. a bad guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm a good guy who did a bad thing. Maybe that's what I am. And then we've got our street friend here uh, who in another age would have been probably played by like Forrest Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we fight. He's like, nope, don't worry about it. She never comes down here. God. She, eats she, rips him up. It, no, she rips off his arm and beats mm-hmm. him to death with it. Just like a Chewbacca. She rips. That's always the threat in Star Wars is that they're going to rip off. That Chewie's going to rip off your arms. It never happens. I guarantee he was like, I got to have him rip off the arm. That's what I was thinking about. Also, another thing that you see coming a mile away. If anyone is surprised by that, Nobody's watch surprised. more horror movies. Oh, dude. At this point, it's like the tropiest, right? Yeah, it's I, just yeah. like it's on rails. The, it only deviates from very stock horror in my opinion mm-hmm. when it has to scream its subtext as loud as it can my biggest fear at this point in the movie is like oh god they're gonna give this guy a redemption storyline absolutely i'm like i was i was like we're just gonna pile bad on bad and here absolutely. we go Absolutely. so now we're on the water tower we're trying to get away from mama we're up on the water tower mama follows you up mama's following you up and what happens justin Long- oh he drops the gun Oh, yeah, he's a drops. He goes, like yeah, a fucking he's useless. Dork. He's useless. He's Completely a useless, useless dork. And he, I mean, and he would be. Yeah, right. I all, bought that. Tracks. Yeah. I bought that. <laughs> sure. His storyline. Fine. It's fine. It's ac- it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That's the movie he wanted to make. Why the first yeah. act of this movie exists is beyond yep. me. And if you're not comfortable carrying a gun in this situation, you're going to drop it. Sure. It's going to slip right. Your fingers are going to get weak. Right. It's going to happen. You're just going to be un- uncomfortable. So he drops it. And uh, uh, now Tess becomes bait. Tess is bait and he has to do it. He throws her. He he says, only one of us can live and you've already been shot. 
which by the way she survived all fucking night with her for for a long time shot and like shot 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 in the abdomen shot yeah uh, she's gonna be fine where she's gonna make it till morning we know she's gonna live that's but true yeah who said the that he does the, our, the guy our the, street guy yeah, he's, he's, he knows she'll make it the morning she's, she's fine. fine i've seen this a hundred <laughs> times she is fine i've seen people shot straight through their torso many many times and they always make it the morning <laughs> i don't have anything to worry about here she'll be fine but in fairness she does i mean she's an action hero at this point she yeah, is john sure. mcclain shot and running no problems at all yeah the, ready to go she bled for a minute and then the bleeding stopped because the plot needed it too she's just she's gonna keep on living she gets up there and uh mama is coming up behind her gonna eat them all justin long has this real tense moment where he realizes only one of us can live and you're already shot and i I need to live. I need to live. What does he do? Meredith throws her off the water tower. Throw mama from the water tower. No, no, not mama. Throws Tess from the water it's, tower. You ever see Throw Mama from the Train? Oh, no. It's an old movie of Billy Crystal and, and Danny DeVito. It's okay. It's just a stupid <laughs> reference. Uh, yeah. Throws her mama and then mama dives. Mama swan dives. To save her off baby. Off the water tower. To save her baby. That's right. And she does. We're also sort of, are we supposed to believe that she like gets under her somehow and that's how she survives? It's anime logic. Sure. That's what happens. That's exactly Because it. it, it's exactly what happens. She gets underneath her, mama die. No, right. mama doesn't die. No. Tess lives. Mama lives, but maybe wounded. Tess, then what? Tess Kills has to kill mama. mama. Shoots her in the head and rides off into the sunrise. End of film. Did Justin Long live? No, mama rips his head in half. Oh, yeah. Rips his head so straight also, in half. Also, this poor woman who has been assaulted by, by this character. Mama. By no, by Justin, the woman who he did the movie with, who's been assaulted by him. Oh, way back. Backstory lady. Yeah. The fridge. Now, now every, everything that's happened to her now gets the cap of this man was found in Detroit with, with his, his head, head ripped, ripped in, in half. half. <laughs> so that fucking sucks. <laughs> I never, <laughs> oh, my God. Way to connect some dots for me. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, her life just got a lot harder. Wow, wow, wee wah. That's some fucked up shit, dude. Yeah, didn't think about that. Well, she's gonna have to deal with that shit. She's gonna have to deal with that. All right. So Mama, that's it. That's the end of the movie. We ride off into the sunrise. What do you think about this movie? I have thoughts. You have thoughts? So I'm very curious what your ultimate like conclusion right. is coming to here. But I will say, like, quickly before we get there, I just there was something that was being said, and I don't appreciate how it was said. I totally agree. I think this movie is a movie that had something to say, mm -hmm. but in service of saying something ceased to be an effective horror film. He didn't talk to a single woman when he was making this movie. I got that vibe. I totally get that vibe. I, I think that like there's this idea that like horror is about things. Horror is always about a thing that's going on around it. But I think that for it still has to be a good horror movie. I love horror. I love sci-fi. I love that, like, you know, it takes what drama does and it, it gives you something else to focus on while still giving you the drama. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I, yeah. But like there's this idea that horror should be or often is like an allegory for a societal concern mm -hmm. or issue. Um, and I think that's probably true. But I also think that like. You, you need to not be you need to not be thinking about that when you make a horror movie. You need to be thinking about like how to make this a good and horror movie. Like if you can't suspension of disbelief is really important to feel horrified for me. Like you need to believe that this is a situation you could find yourself in. You need to follow that character. And if you can't, you can't get emo emotionally invested in it. I so many times I'm just like I, the work that I'm having to do in this movie to stay with it yes. is so hard exactly and i hate it i hate every minute of it i was telling uh mrs had a drink i was like you know by the first act stretched all of my suspension of disbelief to its limit that once we got into that tunnel i was like all right i'm over i'm way beyond my capacity to suspend disbelief right. at this well point. and in the theater when she's driving back to the house it wasn't just me there were other people in the audience Groaning. that were just like ah <laughs> and like you Felt it. And so I was really shocked to read the love for this love. movie because I was laughing at that point. The movie just became now it's just a comedy. And then we went into comedy. So I stuck with it because maybe we're supposed to be funny now. I don't know. All right. You want my analysis of this movie? This is a movie about how men traumatize women 
and tell them that all you can be is a woman, a mother, and they lock them in a basement and make them watch a breastfeeding tape for 30 years. And that turns women into a monster. And that if you are a young woman who's being smothered by your mother's monstrosity, you must pity her, but you must also kill her to break free and self-actualize. You will have to kill your relationship with your mother that because of what the men did to her, which I don't think is an unfair assessment, but I also don't think an effective horror movie can say that that loudly. You know, that just made me think of something that... Wait, do you agree with my assessment? So, so here's what came to me. Have you ever seen Shaun of the Dead? Yes. You know when he has his buddy like chained up in the in the shed at the end of the movie? Yes. Like I, there was a disappointment I felt when she just shot her at the end of the movie when there was no sort of understanding oh, between yeah. the two women. And like what you just said made me like think about that. And I've been trying to wrap my head around like this woman was a victim too. Absolutely. Um, and instead of any sort of dealing with that or acknowledging it, we just shoot her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to Shaun of the Dead where he like has his like, you know, you're being funny for most of the movie. Right. Bring mother home. Yeah. Replace. Forget mother. Your shitty boyfriend. What if the post credit, like the credits was run over scenes of her going like through a rehabilitation program and learning language. Let's be funny. We're uh, we're being funny. Let's be that, funny. I, were we being funny? I don't know. Uh, there was a measuring tape. Something was funny. So, and that's how I save this movie. That's what I fix this movie with. And, you, and this is going to piss a lot of people off. All right. Yeah. Uh, this was a question on my list. How do you fix this movie? In Greg's world. How yeah. do you fix this movie? Erase Act One. That's what I do. I say you start on Act Two with mm-hmm. Justin Long. That's exactly right. I get rid of that. And I and I have a theory about why that. I don't think that the script originally started with Act One. I agree. I think the studio did it. Not the studio. Who did, did you it? read the credits? No. Mr. Bill Skarsgård, executive producer. Oh, oh. I think that when, it was like what a five minute scene that became half of the movie. I think he I, I, I forget that. I don't think it was in the movie. I think that he needed a, I think he needed some screen time to oh. be the executive producer. And they added that on. Oh. That's my theory. It's my theory. It's an unpleasant one, but I think it's true. I like that theory because this movie is so much better if you delete act one. So much better because then there's no weird tonal shift. You open up on Justin Long and he's like in he's a scumbag and we're along the ride. Right. And he's like doing this fucking insane. Like we don't know there's a monster down there. There's no we know there's something down there. But our first experience in seeing the creep room and the tunnel is this dude just like ignoring all of that. No fear, just like, oh my God, there's like another 12 feet down yeah. here, right? Act like, one, that works. Act one could be a two-minute montage of a girl staying at a house in an unsafe neighborhood and getting locked in the basement. Yeah, you could do that. If you need her there. Uh, you could do that. I think you don't need she to. She gets stuck in the basement. She survives. We see her much later in the movie. Yes. Sh- surprise. Surprise. Great. She's well, still alive. Now what? Personally, I don't think you need that. I think you can introduce you her You don't in need the cage. it, but you can have and it. And- when you or said you that can you saw that in the cage, right? Pictures. And yeah, you saw sure. Zach saying, "Oh, this was inspired by Psycho." The thing that Psycho is known for is swapping protagonists. So if you open on Justin, if this movie originally opened mm, on Justin Long, and it goes dark, and you go to the cage and swap protagonists in the cage, oh. That yes, that holds up. Then if you're in your brain, you said I was inspired by Psycho. Well, your movie doesn't resemble that because yeah. you added a whole fucking 45 minutes at the beginning of it. Yeah. If you think you're smart enough to not write an outline, you know what? Go ahead and fucking write the outline. Yeah. See what see how that works out for you. I I'm sorry. I don't want yeah. I don't want to be mean to that man. I think Zach's. A really oh, I'm cool fine guy. with it. He's got some money. He made a movie. Good for you. It's not brilliant i'm Miss sick March of this is pretty shit. brilliant i think that's he's his, just his like, if we movie. just if we love this movie he's just gonna go out and make it again make we a better to, movie we have to stop him he has to be stopped <laughs> just don't make this movie again please uh, they're gonna make it meredith it's gonna be made 10 more times it's a huge hit i it's so it's funny that you had an experience in the theater where people were just like over it because all i see online is how like yes finally no and then like uh so Rachel's friend had written her and was like, I saw this movie with a friend, didn't mention the gender of friend, didn't mention how I thought one of us loved it. One of us hated it. I'm so interested to hear what you think afterwards. Yeah. And he, she was like, he's he he gets this stuff. He's going to hate it. He loved it. He said the female that he was with wanted to walk out after the first five minutes. And that is how we felt. And we kept like 
Okay, let's stick with it. There's the something lady. in here because people keep telling us it's good. So where does that come from? Oh, dude. Then you hard cut to a completely different movie and it's like, all right, I'm going to sit here and see what happens. And what's funny to me is that like the thing I hear most is that like, oh, the first act, the first act is so good. And then it it's fun because from there it just turns into a horror movie. But the first act is so good. And that's all I hear. And for you and me, the first act is the fucking the garbage. I appreciate the moment where he lingers in the room. I don't think anyone has really been able to put to film what that moment feels like in the way that it is in this movie. And I appreciate that. And I, being immune to such things, didn't even notice. But the fact, and, and that's, we walked out of that yeah. movie going, I wonder if guys will notice that moment because to women it is heavy. And then. I might have. I don't know. For it's a, her it's a to little go to sleep after that, though, is an insult. Insult. How does that not make you furious after that moment? I'm furious. How do you not just sleep in your car? Like, I mean, there's so many fucking Drive to options. a diner. You know, I almost looked up in my research yesterday. Like, are there all night diners in Detroit? Because I just wanted to know if I was like, if, uh, if they, if they spoiler, don't exist. There are. Then fine. There are. Spoiler. <laughs> there are diners. Diners are everywhere. We went, we were in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport, Louisiana. And we went to a day's in. Days in. And there was a cockroach on a floor cockroach. and blood on the lamp. Blood on and the that lamp. is all that it took for us to drive three more hours. Three more. To find a hotel to get stay in. Out of Shreveport, Louisiana. And the thing is, like, you have an interview, you get there, let's say it's eight o'clock at night. Yep. If you can find another place to stay by midnight, yep. you still have four hours of good sleep. Well, I think it was pretty late because he was asleep. So, but whatever. I, I would have liked to have seen that more. I really think they could have done a little more to sell us on the idea that she couldn't leave. Bill Skarsgård, the guy who's already here, telling you, oh, you don't know? There's a convention, there's no rooms available. Like, that's great, man. I'm going to look anyway. Like, why would you take his word for it? You also, she didn't yeah, trust him yeah. at that point. The final nail is in the coffin. He does this all over Detroit. He has other places to stay. Even if he doesn't have a home he pays for in Detroit, he has buddies Absolutely. squatting somewhere. He has a place to go. He can give her Absolutely. the night and be gone. It's done. The movie's done. You didn't write it. You didn't do it. What you think you did, you did not do. It's lazy, and I hate this movie. I hate this movie so much. I think that, um, you know, it's like those movies that like generate a lot of buzz, and then they kind of just go away. Yeah. I think this one's going away. I think it's true. I was really, yeah. This is a we have we've made a very incendiary show here, Meredith. This is not a I happy know. show. <laughs> this is a mean <laughs> show. Darkness, darkness. We got to watch a movie we actually don't don't hate. I don't really have. That's it. That's what I got. That's what I got for this one. Do you want to like read some reviews and see what people are liking? Do you think? Well, yeah. I mean, because I kept saying that like people are talking about this movie. Look at what's on Twitter. Look at what's on Twitter here. Let me show you what's on Twitter. Let me tell you what's on Twitter. Barbarian. I already had it searched because I was thinking about this. Barbarian hashtag. The biggest critique I've seen is like, oh, I had so much fun watching this movie. It was fun. I got an account here says me trying to explain to my friends why the mother in Barbarian is actually not the villain and just wanted to protect her babies. That's true. And it's a picture of uh, uh, Charlie Day talking about Pepe Silva in in. Uh, uh, but like the point is, is that like it's not a crazy conspiracy. That's like extremely surface level reading of the film. You are correct. Dear reader. Here we go. Eng uh, Barbarian, five stars. Sometimes good horror is 1% inspiration, 99% in execution. By that metric, Barbarian is one of the best of the year. I must have said, didn't see that coming about 10 times during this movie. And that's rare. It's unpredictable, unnerving, and a fun ride. I just want to pause and say, let me just parse that just verbally. Sometimes good horror is 1% inspiration and 99% execution by that metric. What are you saying? What does that mean? <laughs> also, like, what did you like? Okay, so I guess what people are saying is I bought into the trailer of this movie so hard that I went to go see it and wasn't the trailer. And that was awesome. Dude, you know what movie did that to me? Uh, Rules, of, Rules of Attraction. Did you see that one? Wait, from like the early 2000s yeah, 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 oh yeah. i love them with oh, james vanderbeek yes oh yeah that's a uh, that's based on a book though that's a brady Snell's novel yeah. which i didn't know at the time but like i saw the trailer and it the trailer for it makes it look like a teen college like a, comedy yeah and i was like telling my friends like ah, i bet this movie's not that and we went and saw it in the theater and we were like very pleased yeah yeah i, I like what did people like you knew the trailer was purposefully the misdirection that was the I, whole point of this movie was the journey from the trailer to the movie 
What did you think was going to happen? I never saw the uh, the trailer. I knew nothing about this before I hit play. The trailer is the first two minutes of the movie. Okay, got you. That's a good, that's a good trailer, but it is yeah. So you've got two options there. The movie is going to be Bill Skarsgård, the serial killer, or something else. Yeah. So then your friends start telling you this movie is great. So you know we're in something the something else, else category. We're in the something else category. Yeah. Why are we it surprised? It would be pretty unusual if it was Bill. Bill. Yeah. I, I gotta say, here's another one. Barbarian is a beautiful yet horrifying movie, which gives a subtle commentary, subtle commentary on male ego and gender bias with a scary twist. What's the fucking twist? Uh, the highlight being intricately created three acts with moments that send chills down your spine and leave my thoughts to ponder after. I yeah. Do you think so? I don't. No. Here's what I like. There's nothing to ponder. This is my favorite review. It's just a picture of Bill Skarsgård opening the door says, the mental gymnastics I'd have to do not to throw myself as this man as soon as he opened the door. <laughs> Bill, you're a beautiful man. The women want you. You're a beautiful baby, Bill. They love you. I genuinely feel out of breath after watching Barbarian. One of the most anxiety-inducing experience I've had in a while. A razor sharp screenplay full of so many unexpected surprises, brilliant characters. Dude, all I could think about after we saw this movie was that I was angry that I could have spent my night doing something better. And I've yeah. never experienced that with any movie ever. <laughs> I've in my life. Really? I, never. I feel like that's usually how you feel about movies. I turned them off if oh, they're really okay. going that way. Like I had to watch this for the show, but like I was pissed because yeah. I could have had a much better evening. If you want to feel tense, go watch The Descent. Okay. I'm going to say it again. I For some reason, they're different movies. Sure. If you like, it's just a better movie. Do you have anything good to say about Barbarian? Well, do we need to? We don't need to circle back on this. We know do I have anything feel good about to it. say about Barbarian? Um, the set design is very nice. The lighting is very nice. I actually really like the cinematography. I think the blocking. I think that the the scene, the the geography, the geography, the cinema geography, their ability. You know, you never get really confused about where you are except for when the director wants you to be confused about where you are. That's great. That's actually something that a lot of people miss. Like the technical parts of this movie are extremely solid. The command of cinema language is very, very solid. I would say that the performances are really, really good. The actors did a great job here. Mm -hmm. um, I just find that the the script itself, the premise, uh, and, and I guess like that was my point, is that like, you know, I'm trying to think here, like um, The Day the Earth Stood Still, right? That's mm -hmm. a classic classic science fiction film about Jesus. <laughs> I'm not big on Jesus, but like you could watch that movie 150 times and not know that it's about Jesus. Right. Right. And the writer will tell you that like, and in interviews has said like, I don't even think it is about that, but every person who analyzes it has said, Oh, this is about Christ bringing a message of peace and all that shit. Or at least every, you know, Christian or whatever who would analyze it has said that. And, it's just buried so deep that you're going to miss it, right? Mm -hmm. How about another super influential movie, The Searchers, right? Yeah. Audiences at the time had no idea that John Wayne was the villain, but John Wayne is the villain, and that's on purpose. John Ford, at that point in their lives and in careers, fucking hated John Wayne and wanted to inflict pain on him. John Wayne didn't know he was the villain, but yeah. he's the villain in that movie. Yeah. It's like undeniable now, but it's got to be buried. Sure. If it's, if it's text... Now I'm being preached at. Right. Now this is an allegory. You know, it's the it's the the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, the quote first horror movie, was not told. Nobody knew it was a horror movie. They called it a political allegory. That's what it was sold as. A political allegory here in Germany, in Deutschland, on the dawn of fascism. <laughs> the da the cabinet of Dr. Caligari is going to wake the sleeper. You know, like that's the allegory, but it's the first horror movie. And horror can be an allegory, but like if it's an allegory first if it's message right first you fuck up man yeah i need to be able to in a horror movie i gotta be able to just turn off my brain and eat yeah it. yeah i think that's true i think the second you meet justin long you know exactly what you're about to be fed oh i think way before that yeah i think the second we're in a house that she can't leave for some reason and she's being is being made by unseen forces right. narrative that okay this is my biggest biggest problem with movies and fiction in general, this is the thing that turns me off. This is the most succinct way to say it. If I can see the writer's hand moving chess pieces, I'm out. Yeah. The characters got to do what the characters would do this, yep. in that situation. 
given the rules of this world. Yeah. And if it's like, but and I hear all this advice it said like, or Damon Lindelhoff always says, it's like, what did we do in that scene? We did whatever was the most interesting thing in that scene. Like that is the worst way to do it, man. Yeah. For me, I can't go with yeah. that. The writer is the only person who can get her into that house. Exactly. Not Bill Skarsgård. Boom. Boom. Nothing else. Boom. She's dropping bombs. That's the way to say it. The writer is the only person to get her in the house. Yeah, absolutely. That ruins it for me. Yeah. That ruins it. You ever see any... um. And and usually that goes along with the the symptoms of that are heavy handed exposition. Now I know. would argue, and we'll find it probably in this exploration. There are times where like the writer is highlighted, and that works. There's exceptions Maybe. to every rule. Maybe no, there's exceptions to every rule. Like, I can't name yeah. it off the top of my head, but there's exceptions yeah. to every rule. Of course. But this isn't that movie. You know who makes really writerly movies, and I'm going to mm. sound like a stupid film bro for saying this. Um, Tarantino. Yeah, his movies are very writerly, but they're effective. They work for what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it makes really... you're in a world of fantasy immediately. Sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. Or and heightened I... reality. Something, something there. Yeah. yeah. You know, whose writerly movies I think don't work, and I can't fucking stand. Are you talking about Joss Whedon? Not well. That was gonna say Sorkin. Oh, Sorkin. I can't stand Sorkin. Well, Sorkin's just telling you his opinion and telling you why you need to believe it. That, but also like Sorkin's got to write a lot of dialogue. Everybody's got to talk all the right. time, very fast. Right. We got to do the walk and talk. We got to talk, 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 talk. I got to talk. I got to talk, 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 talk. He has no sense of visual storytelling <laughs> whatsoever. He should be a playwright. He could have been a comic book artist. <laughs> He could have filled in bubbles in comic books. <laughs> Just fill, fill them in. Not even comic. This bubble needs to be bigger. Not even comic books. <laughs> the funny pages in the newspaper. He would have been better suited to that. That's actually my same problem with Joss Whedon. But Joss Whedon has the added bonus of being the creep who takes women's studies to meet chicks. <laughs> Maybe I just like there's a love of Buffy. We can this will come up at various points, but I just love. He's got t- his teeth I are too small. So He's got weird tiny. My teeth are small. No, they're not. You that's don't do that with your lips. <laughs> He's got normal human teeth. You got normal human teeth. Joss Whedon looks like his baby teeth never fell out. <laughs> he, he has a mouthful of tiny little bitty bitty baby teeth. It freaks me out, man. God, I love that show so much. You can love Buffy. I Listen, you know, one of my problems, and this is the thing I wrestle with, people are always like, oh, you got to separate the art from the artist. That's not what I'm saying there. No, no but yeah. I love, I love the movies of... Uh, shit, man, my aphasia is really bad right now. Uh, the, fr- the, the guy who ran to France... Also a rapist. Oh, uh, Polanski. Polanski. I love Polanski. For my money, Polanski is one of the greatest filmmakers of the new Hollywood, right? He's one of the greatest. But We're talking about Rosemary's Baby. We're oh, my God. About, yeah. Rosemary's Baby, Chinatown, Knife in the Water. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's incredible, right? Um, oh, my God. He's a fucking actual rapist, a child rapist. Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit. And I always question, this is the thing I struggle with, what is in Polanski's soul that is resonating so strongly with me. I think a lot of people feel that way. I like. I think like Woody Allen has that effect on and people. And I love Woody Allen's movies. It's a tough topic. And I think like, yeah, that's where I've like, Woody Allen movies never really appealed to me. So that's an easy one. Oh, they so I agree. Boring. I think Rosemary's Baby is, is one of my favorite movies, but I don't really need to watch it again. So that's an easy one. Yeah. For me, Woody Allen is one of the very, very, very few directors who consistently does exactly what I'm saying, which is that he just writes characters and lets them go where they need to go where that character will go and i think that's why so many actors like to work with him despite what they might believe about him it's because he is actually a person who just lets his characters dictate the outcome of the screenplay yeah i think i just think about all the people while these men were dominating hollywood of the women and all of the people of color just did not get a chance to tell their stories because these men dominated hollywood and that's what's disappointing is that like there's just been such a stronghold that is unnecessary and i don't think at this point it's really a surprise that we're disappointed by those people seconded yeah that's all i got I got that with you. But that's the art that's out there. It's the art that we have to go off of. And hopefully we keep creating new stuff to not have to rely on those artists anymore. Yeah, no, I totally agree about that. Absolutely. I'm on the same page and I hope we get better filmmakers and better stories. We're doing it. It's happening. Not, but this is another one by a this cis white not. man speaking for women. <laughs> he is. He just didn't consult. He, I, I don't know if she said anything about this. I just. The well, I mean, it sounds like they were writing it on set. Maybe it does, nobody, maybe yeah, nobody knew. Just, it's his it's, it's directorial debut. 
I just I think maybe a little bit of critique means that the next movie he makes might be a little bit better. Hey, and that's true. Like, you know, you could also say this is an uneven movie. Maybe his next one's going to be a lot better. But you've been on Midnight Local. I'm Greg. I'm Meredith. Uh, we are here every single week on YouTube and on Stitcher and on Apple. Wherever iTunes, you get your podcasts. All them places that you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter at The Midnight Local uh, and the other social media places that I don't know where they are. And uh, we'll be back with another one very, very soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for being with us today on Midnight Local.